the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Bible Live Quiz Hour. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible. The entire Bible every year. On Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. Soapy will ask questions from the Bible Live leads. You call in with the correct answers and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of The Bible Live, your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Soapy Dollar. We are, we are in the saddle. We're ready to get started getting all of our... Earphones and microphones and all the equipment set up. Hello, William. My grandson is with me here in the studio and ready to help us out tonight in our considerations and our thoughts about the great, wonderful book of Daniel and this great prophet of God. It's just we've uh, I'm always happy when we come to Daniel because it's it's just an amazing story. and they all are. Every prophet is unique and astounding in their own particular way. But this guy is. Yeah, it does also seem like Daniel has an uh, intersection of, of of history, and yeah, and and biblical truth. So in a way, kind of- uh, and all of them do. You know, and we try to point that out when we make our way through these different books of the Bible, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and so on, Nehemiah, uh, Esther, the queen, Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. So we try to point out uh, who these kings are, what empires they represented, and uh, the the great uh, movements of God. We've pointed out many times, by the way, uh, that beautiful voice was my daughter, Stacy. She's here in the (laughs) studio with me. Thank you, honey, for being here. And Mm -hmm. we're going to... We get a chance tonight to really enjoy uh, talking about this amazing individual and this remarkable uh, uh, impact that Daniel has. And everything about his life, to some degree, was negative, and you would think it would be limiting, that he, Mm. you know, he wouldn't be able to have much of an impact because, you know, he got, uh, he, he was a teenager when they... Uh, in 605 B.C., when Nebuchadnezzar came and destroyed Jerusalem, well, he didn't destroy Jerusalem in 605, but when he came and conquered them and took all the uh, those in the royal lineage and the, the elite, the the powerful, the, uh, like like Daniel, like uh, Hananiah, Azariah, and um, um, Mishael, yeah. <laughs> yeah, these three that became Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they were changed. Their Hebrew names were changed to Babylonian names, referring to Babylonian gods instead of to the true and living God uh, that they followed and worshipped as, as um, 
as they knew about the true and living God. And uh, so he, he took, takes them into exile. And uh, so they, uh, I don't know. What, oh, oh and, and there, this is so astounding to me that Daniel is a young man, uh, probably a teenager. He's taken into exile. He's in the first six chapters of his book, the book of Daniel, talk about his story, what happened to him, and, you know, that he was uh, became a eunuch. They didn't want any of these people having children that might grow up to be in the lineage of the royal lineage and therefore be able to um, uh, compete with uh, their conquerors, you know, the, the Persians and the, later on the Medo-Persians. So um, they became eunuchs. Uh, and but. There he is in exile, and he. And one of the great lessons we see is they, they continue to worship God fiercely and intensely, no matter what. They never, they never uh, compromise their faith in in the true living God, and against all kinds of threats and all kinds of dangers. Uh, you know, we know about Daniel and the lion's den because of his insistence on praying to God. Um, openly and, and clearly, and uh, but they had a, a seventy years, Stacy. Yeah. Seventy years. This guy stayed in the saddle of faith, and God used him in spite of all of the difficulties, in spite of the disadvantages that he seemed to have, and he was used in one in the most powerful way to influence. Uh, the Medo, the Babylonian Empire, and later on the Medo-Persian empires and and, and emperors. Um, it is said that he he exercised his ministry during the reigns of four uh, four great empires. And I, I I think you and I were talking before. It might it seemed like it might have been five um, because we list here some of the. Um, yeah, I think. Um, okay, I'm looking at their names here, and um, four great emperors that he served under, and that they they esteemed him, they admired him, they gave him great authority, mm-hmm. and, and that he didn't. I mean, he he didn't. He wasn't brown nosing. He, I mean, he he told them the facts. He told them that that you know that. His God was the true and living God, and he wouldn't worship these idols that they put up and all this sort of thing. Uh, it's just an astounding story. Seventy yeah. years of faithfully carrying out. So we'll be talking about his story, mm-hmm. some of the things that happened to him. And we invite you to join us tonight. This is the Bible Live, and we make our way through the entire Bible every year. Uh, we're coming up on our, we're, we're kind of finishing up now our readings for this year. We begin um, somewhere in the first week of November every year with Genesis chapter one, verse one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And we start our way again through the entire Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and then we go to Matthew, then Numbers and Deuteronomy, then uh, Gospel of Mark, and Joshua, Judges, and Ruth, and then the Gospel of Luke. Uh, we just uh, alternate back and forth between the Old and New Testaments. And uh, so we've we've come around the horn all the way. We're coming to the final books of the 
uh, Hebrew scriptures, the Tanakh, the Old Testament. After we finish Daniel, we'll get into the, the, the minor prophets. Not that they're minor and they're not as important, but their works are, are smaller and they didn't exercise ministries as great or as long. So uh, th- th- we're getting to those after we finish Daniel. And then uh, we finish already Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. Now we come to Daniel and we'll go on. It's ending with the uh, post-exilic prophets, those who exercised their ministry after the Babylonians defeated um, and destroyed Jerusalem and took the, um, uh, many of the Hebrews into exile. So we'll, we'll finish. Those are the last three prophets of the Old Testament. And uh, then we have 400, what they call 400 years of silence. I just wanted to say something real quick before you got too sure, far go into ahead. it. Uh-huh. But I've been reading that tomorrow is National Native American Day, and I just wanted to wish you a happy day. Thank you very much. That's very nice of you. Uh, it's interesting that uh, it, Columbus Day has been declared Native American Day. There used to be a great deal. I, I remember, it's funny, John, when when uh, when we went to, to, we were serving the Lord in Spain as part of our early ministry, uh, for we lived in Spain for six years. Our children were born there. Our first two kids, Stacy, uh, well, you were you were put in the I oven began, there in Spain, but <laughs> she was born in Texas, the only yes. one, uh, our Texas gal. But uh, so we were there, and I had uh, as we toured Europe uh, doing uh, Christian concerts and sharing the gospel all across Europe, actually, uh, with this uh, musical group called the Forerunners. Uh, part of the ministry of Campus Crusade, uh, a crew in those days. And uh, many times we were interviewed by the media, radio, television, and all across Europe. And they all wanted to interview the the American Indian that was part of the group, you know. And so I got, <laughs> the pressure was on me every time to d- deal with the media because they were so curious. And in Europe, there's a great admiration and appreciation for Native people. And there's a, and they, and they, they, um, a great empathy toward uh, Native the First Nations folk here uh, in the continent of North America. And so uh, I, I got interviewed a lot. But, and many times they would ask me about, you know, uh, I, and particularly in Spain, don't you resent uh, the Spanish people? Why would you be here to share share the gospel? Or why would you but appreciate it right. us? That because we... We took over your country, and we, you know, this, that, and the other, <laughs> and 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 it gave me an opportunity That's to say, but you were the first of... ones to bring us the name of Jesus. Oh. You were the one to to bring us the yeah, gospel, right. the good news, uh-huh. uh, the the gospel of Jesus Christ, and uh, that we we oh. owe them that wonderful. Uh, yeah. For that one, a debt of love and gratitude for, right. for bringing to us the gospel. And God used them in such a marvelous way. And, and so we were there to return the favor, I would <laughs> tell them. We're here to bring now to you this message of hope and encouragement. So, anyway, um, so good. You know, Columbus Day is also. Uh, Christopher Columbus, uh, sure. For, for, for Native well, folks. According to what I've read. It's uh, Native American Day. It's the second Monday in October. Second Monday. So it may not always fall on. Oh, I see. It doesn't fall always, always on, on Columbus, on Columbus Day. Day. Uh-huh. But, it, but it does this year, I yes. guess. So, so uh, Columbus Day is always October 10th? Uh, 
We should probably know this by now, huh? Maybe our listener will well, call okay, us. Wait, wait, they're always the second. Okay, they, they are. The, second Monday in October, second Monday. Okay. They're, they're both, both yeah, they are on, on the same, same day. day then. Okay, okay. Well, that's uh, that's appropriate. I, I don't mind that at all. I mean, as if it matters what if I mind it or not. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think they're both uh, worthy of kind of observing and celebrating in some way. Um, we honor folks. I mean, really, I think every human being has a right to be proud of, to be happy about, and to be grateful for his heritage, you know, his family, his, you know, his people group. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, 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 shame, there's enough shame and embarrassment and wickedness that we can point out in anybody's background, <laughs> any nation group. But uh, it, it's, it, it's proper to Will, honor your right. past. I, Will just asked me, does that mean I get another day off of school? So you <laughs> can see what. Yeah, right. right. Well, no. I the guess priority it's just, with uh, kids. Half is of where... the day is for Columbus and the other half of the day is for your grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's that's the way that works, I guess. Only one day off, but he is going to get to come and spend the day with Grandma and Grandpa. That's that's kind of great. So anyway, we um, I, I don't well, know how we got off into that with Ezekiel is, and Daniel. Oh, I think John drug yeah, us out I, into I, the. Yeah, you know, and it is relevant. It is appropriate. And it yeah. is especially because so much of this time period in the Book of Daniel are different people groups and assimilation and being conquered and who is, I mean, in terms of, I guess, people groups mostly Mm -hmm, and and mm -hmm. the way that they interact. I mean, and and Daniel pretty much just how, how was he able to maintain his, who his heritage, um, his faith and, Uh and where kind of heritage and faith get mixed right yeah uh um and i guess in 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 many ways they're 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 separate and we see that from daniel because Mm -hmm. on the things that didn't matter he clearly assimilated i mean he was at the highest levels Mm -hmm. in the babylonian but the things that did matter in terms of his faith those were no he, do, he, no, compromise. no compromise whatsoever. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and uh, in fact, th- that's what I kind of wanted to bring up. We often talk about in in the uh, Hebrew scriptures, the Old Testament. We talk about the covenant of God with Abraham, and it, and we talk about the fact that there was a it actually it was kind of a dual covenant. There were two. Uh, Two aspects to it. One was an earthly aspect okay. that I'm going to deal with you and your uh, descendants it, that you is you'll follow me, you'll know me. I'm going to reveal myself Your to them. They'll be like the stars. And, and, and yes, they'll be like this. And and so there's a, a, an earthly part that they were to worship the true and living God, mm-hmm. and they were to keep alive the vision. And they were to, they were to evangelize. They were to. Part of their role was not only to worship God and be faithful to God themselves, but also to be an influence for the true and living God right in the middle of Egypt and Aram and Assyria mm-hmm. and Babylon and all these uh, godless, um, uh, pagan, uh, idolatrous nations and wicked nations around them. They were to be an influence, not not just be faithful themselves, which they did kind of off and on at different times, mainly off, mm-hmm. uh, but they were to evangelize. Mm-hmm. They were to influence others for the gospel, and sometimes they did that. You said there were two though, two parts to the covenant. So that yeah. was one. What was the other? The two. The other part was to evangelize, not just model it themselves and worship well, God. Then what was the first one? That's it. 
to model it, to worship okay. the true and living God, be faithful to him themselves. Right. And then uh, uh, that way, part of that would be they would then sh- let their light shine right. to other na- and influence other. Na- like uh, uh, David was one who, who did this a uh, great deal. Uh, Josiah, uh, Hezekiah. Mm-hmm. You notice when you read the the. Uh, the books of the kings, some of them actually did. Remember Solomon, entered, uh, he entertained the uh, queen of Sheba mm-hmm. and talked to her about her his God. Mm-hmm. Uh, David was a great friend with the king of Aram, and, and, and David often talked to them about God and influenced them for God. Even the Philistines at some point, David seemed to have an, uh, an impact on them about the his God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So they they did both of those tasks sort of, you know, off and on, you know, hit and miss. Uh, but here we see uh, this, well, this this is uh, Daniel being faithful to that, to both of those, mm-hmm. about himself being faithful and walking with right, God no matter right. what, and being used by God to be an influence. I, I mean, the impact he had over these major world empires and in the messages, the insight that God gave him about not only the time in which he lived, but he looked forward and saw he, he saw Babylon. He saw their destruction, their fall to the Medo-Persians. Then he saw Alexander the Great. And then he saw Alexander being defeated in, in, uh, in his visions and that his uh, kingdom was divided into four. And then out of that coming uh, the Roman Empire. He Daniel looked to get forward hundreds four or five hundred years and it, and then of course in chapter the famous chapter nine of daniel he he actually tells when the messiah is going to come and, and exercise his ministry uh, after all of these centuries of waiting on this one this son of uh you know a hebrew um human being born of, of a woman under the law as paul calls him uh, as a Jewish man, and he he tells us then, four hundred and eighty three years, sixty nine weeks of seven, seven times sixty nine, four eighty three, from the time of the issuing of Cyrus' uh, document that says that they can they can leave, they go, restored to the land, from the time of that four hundred and eighty three years, add a year for zero year of, <laughs> and you do the math of the, of the time changes, and it comes out to the beginning of Jesus' ministry, when he was baptized by John the Baptist, uh, who is the first then prophet in the Old Testament sense of prophets um, since Malachi. And so you have the 400 years of silence, Things happen, things take place, but there are no voice, no prophet of God that's right. raised up. Then John the Baptist comes, and he is the one who introduces then the Messiah. But Daniel Daniel predicted it all up, up, up to the year, just an amazing uh, proclamation that he gives. So we're, we're going to look at Daniel tonight and, and celebrate him and his ministry. We finished up the book of Ezekiel. Uh, I guess we could comment a little bit, Stacey, about those final chapters, 41 through 48. Um, what are the things that we see there in in uh, the book of Ezekiel, those final chapters? We saw uh, Ezekiel talk about uh, his vision of the temple, this this angel or this man who guides him, gives him a guided through, tour through this temple that 
has never really existed. It, it's kind of an idealized temple, uh, and uh, it kind of changes even the ge- geography of the location of the different tribes as part of his vision that uh, of the kingdom established and finished mm-hmm. uh, uh, as, as Israel is a picture of the kingdom of God, of all God's people. Ultimately, but in those last chapters, there's some really very dramatic uh, pictures that Ezekiel gives us. One is about the new temple, the new land distribution. Um, he sees the Shekinah glory of the Lord return to the temple, uh, and and then there's something about this river, yeah. uh, the and it contrasting with the the Dead Sea uh, mm-hmm. River. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to kind of give a little sure. bit of an overview of those last. Eight or ten chapters. Well, I, I mean, I, I think, at least from I, to me, it is kind of an image, a vision of of glory of heaven, um, mm. and so the return of the temple, and then the river that flows from the uh, temple, the threshold of the temple, and mm. flows out, and it's a river of healing. Whatever it touches, whatever it flows by, there's life, and there's. The, the trees, the fish, it's very lush and maybe... Yeah. And this is not just the real river. That, there is a river that flows. There is a water source that mm-hmm. feeds Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is not just that river. This is this is an idealized, amazing right. river that branches right. out in two, one toward the Mediterranean mm-hmm. and one toward uh, Jordan and... and uh, it becomes a sea of life. Mm-hmm. It, it even pours the into the sea. Dead Sea mm-hmm. and turns the Dead Sea into a life-giving uh, right. uh, body of water instead of being dead and right. all the fish dead and all the life. Mm-hmm. It, it changes everything. Life mm-hmm. flourishes mm-hmm. Uh, in this great river. It, it's it's an astounding vision. Yeah. I, and then Jerusalem's name is changed, uh, and I, it's just beautiful, uh, too. The Lord is there. Uh-huh. That's Ariel. Ariel. I believe that's the name Ariel. The okay. Lord is there. Uh, some people don't know that uh, another name for Jerusalem is Ariel. It's mentioned in some of the Psalms and some of the other passages. Um, and here in Ezekiel, I think, is where that it, we see that as well. So that's how it finishes up, uh, the book of Ezekiel. Uh, it's a little it's a little mystifying to a lot of folk, and to me, really, I think, because we think, wow, what is what is the temple? Ezekiel. What is this new vision of the temple of, and of even the Holy Land? What is it mm-hmm. supposed to signify? And I, I, I kind of yeah, think you're right. Either the it, heaven or the um, or God's people um, post you know post the Messiah. I guess mm-hmm. it, it could be the church. You know they. Uh-huh. Um, and the church is that river of life, yeah. and that flows out. And God's God's people are the temple, right. but going instead of just in a building, and that we are moving in the world, and uh-huh. the things that we touch um, by His grace and by His you know mercy and power uh, are mm-hmm. made new and made right. turned to life. And may well be mm-hmm. uh, that picture of of the kingdom of God mm-hmm. uh, uh, idealized out. and established. Mm-hmm. When it busts out of, uh, see, it was always, and that's what we see in Daniel. Mm-hmm. Daniel backs up. I mean, he has this astounding vision of the of God and His purposes with the human race. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we're going to talk about empires rising and falling, not just Israel, but we're going to talk about Babylon. We're going to talk about the Medo Persians. We're going to talk about the the. Uh, we've talked. We'll mention. He'll mention the Egyptians and their role and what they've done. He'll talk about Alexander and Greece, and he'll mm-hmm. talk about 
uh, Rome even. In the, so Daniel truly has a vision, a, a holistic vision of, of the God of all humanity, the right. God of all creation, and the, the overall purpose of God is to right. call out of the human race every nation, every tribe, every language group, every people group, to call out a people for himself, those who desire him, love him, respond to him, want his reign in their lives. And and God has put forth a plan to call them out, to redeem them mm-hmm. uh, uh, through the Messiah work of atonement and become part of the people of God. And and that's ideally that that is the biggest meaning of the word Israel. We are the people of God. We've wrestled with God. We've won, mm. and we've come to God. And so uh, Daniel sees that. Mm-hmm. Now, what we see, and I've mentioned many times, is the people of Israel, They there were many always who saw it, many among the prophets, many of the great godly kings. Uh, Moses saw it. Abraham saw it. They, they understood that it was bigger than just that, but they tended to become quite limited very ethnocentric in their view of their role and of God's plan. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but, but Daniel bursts out of that. He, he reveals a God who is, who loves all of humanity, all the nations, all the, all the different empires. He's working and he's moving in the whole human race Mm -hmm. to bring a people to himself. And of course, then he highlights particularly specifically the person and work of the Messiah who would come and who remember the stone that comes down and breaks that yes. image. Mm-hmm. He's his kingdom is one that will be forever and trumps all the other empires that, that would rise up. Oh yeah. That, what verse is that? That's a beautiful. That's, that's in the, the last part of Daniel. Yeah. Remember he has that vision yeah. of, of the, the statue, that's the, the gold top with Nebuchadnezzar. And, and then it has the, the iron, um, I think the shoulders, that was the, uh, the uh, Medo-Persian Empire. And then you had the um, silver, I think. I, I've forgotten the different aspects of that statue that he visited. Right. But that was the, uh, uh, that was the uh, Greek uh, uh, Empire. And then the ten toes were the, the, uh, the, Ro- the Roman Empire that rose up out of the remains of the Greek Empire. And so he sees that, and then there's a great stone that comes down, a great stone, and, and crushes. And that's that's the kingdom of God. That's that's Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's the Messiah coming and establishing God's kingdom. That's that. I think that famous. That's uh, on the Martin Luther the King Martin Luther MLK Jr. Memorial uh-huh. is uh, out of the mountain of the despair, a stone of hope. And he had referenced that in his "I Have a Dream" speech, uh-huh. and it gets he gets comes from Daniel. So That's right, exactly right. This, this, this is an awesome, awesome book. We've kind of introduced it tonight. We'll come back and talk about when it was written and so on. So we'll kind of make our way through it. But I would love for you to give us a call tonight. If you, a lot of people know about the Book of Daniel. We all know about Daniel in the lion's den and. A Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego getting thrown into the burning for, uh, furnace. Uh, we can talk about those. And I, I'd like to hear from you about what do you uh, admire when you think about Daniel, his life, his ministry? What are some of the things that that impress you most of all about this, this um, some ways simple man, but was used in an extraordinary global, uh, worldwide way it, during his time? 
by God's grace and God's power. So we'll come back and uh, visit now the book of Daniel. We'll focus on it for the next hour. So give us a call, 210-340-9585. 210-340-9585 is our phone number. We'll be here. Don't go away. and Broadway has taken care of the dollar family that Suzanne and me plus our three children for the past 25 years. Suzanne, tell the folks about our dentist. Well, like you say, Dr. Shelton is a dentist for a lifetime. He's got the latest technology. He's busy, but I've never had to wait. And I never dread going to the dentist. In fact, he and his staff are so personable that I actually rather enjoy it. Go to drshelton.com or call 590-7878. You're listening to The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. All right, dare to be a Daniel. Let's... Uh, that's a um, that's a dare the issue to all of us, I suppose. And and, and that, that is if you want to take a personal lesson from Daniel, uh, I suppose that is one of the most uh, obvious yeah. is that God can use each and every one of us in spite of uh, disadvantages, in spite of mistakes, in spite of our past, in spite of our circumstances. As we lend ourselves to God and open our lives to Him, He will do things far beyond what you would ever imagine with your life. And, and, and He, uh, many of you listening tonight, I know that you you know the Lord, you've walked with the Lord, you you could tell the story of how God found you in His grace and mercy, how He brought you to Himself. Maybe early in life, some of you say, well, regretfully, I only came to the Lord in the later part of life. Some people 
regret of so many years that I lived without the Lord. Uh, but they, they do see that the Lord, uh, what's that wonderful verse about God restoring the years that the, that the locusts uh, have, have stolen? Uh, and, and But where we have the story of when God found us. But then uh, we begin the story of how God uses us in, in, our, in our family, in our neighborhood, in our people group uh, of all kinds, in our, in our careers, uh, uh, in our work. For the Lord, and 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 some even God led them, uh, like me. I was born out of wedlock, passed around to sixteen families before I was six years old, put into a home for homeless and delinquent boys. Never would have dreamed that God would open up doors to share the gospel around the world and in different nations and people groups and. Uh, and to, uh, it, it's no great shakes. I'm not boasting at all, particularly in myself, but just isn't God great and good? And so I, I, I would invite you tonight maybe to talk a little bit about what God has done in your life. Maybe you're uh, exercising an influence in a ministry that, it, I don't know, it doesn't have to be global and big and, and impressive to, to mankind, but maybe you've been uh, in your family, maybe in your neighborhood, maybe in, in these years in prayer, you've been able to exercise a great impact on the world uh, as you prayed for our city, prayed for our nation. So there's so many ways that in giving and praying and serving that uh, that we that God will use us, and and I'm convinced that possibly way beyond what what you would have expected in your life. You know, would would you have seen God do? Would you have? Would you have? Pre- I've asked people this for many years, Stacy. Mm-hmm. People that I've known, uh, sometimes uh, very wealthy, uh, influential people. You know. Do, you think you're a self-made man, or how much of what you've happened in life did you make happen, or how much of it do you sense that it it, it just God brought it about? God, and every one of them that I've ever talked to said, "No, this this self-made man thing is is overrated. It it's always there's some moment, there's some person you meet, there's some thing that happens that." somehow just this God uses and and you're kind of lifted to prominence. You're lifted to success at some level that you never anticipated and and you go and you just try to be faithful. But uh, every one of them that I've talked to have said that. Now I I have to admit that most of the ones I've talked to are believers. They, they are followers of Christ. And so they, they openly give God that Mm -hmm. credit and the glory for, for, in their lives, but I hope hopefully you have that same kind of a testimony or experience of a God using you far beyond what you would have ever dreamed or thought. Maybe you had a very limiting background like mine or or in terms of coming out of poverty or even out of prison, out of terrible mistakes and addictions or whatever. And maybe God has worked. I'd love to hear a little bit of your story tonight. Now, the book of Daniel starts out with Daniel's story. Uh, He finished uh, his book, the book of Daniel, somewhere in around 530. It is said that he uh, goes to prayer uh, about the uh, reminding God of the 70 years. He's familiar with Jeremiah's prophecies and Isaiah's, the 70 years of exile. And it is said that he goes to God in prayer about Lord, reminding the Lord of his just 70 years. Uh, and he does that during the 68th year 
of their exile, uh, it is said. So he's coming toward the end. He remembers God's promises, and he reminds God of them and and begins to act and, and, uh, and move toward, by faith, toward that. He has already greatly influenced uh, these emperors, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, who are they, Stacy? The is Nebuchadnezzar of the of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar is, is Will calls him <laughs> yeah. uh, of the um, Babylonian Empire. Belshazzar. Belshazzar. Who is the handwriting on the wall? Yeah, and that's uh, Nebuchadnezzar's son. And then, right? Is Nebuchadnezzar? Yes. And then, uh, and Belshazzar is who was um, Nebuchadnezzar was the one that was the, the wild became like a beast, uh-huh. a wild animal. Uh-huh. And then, like you said, almost had a, a redemptive. I mean, he seemed, it seemed to like be the it most, almost because uh-huh. he was the one that had the uh, he was the one that threatened the children of Israel, uh, uh, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego yes. to worship this idol and they wouldn't do it yes. and putting them into the yes. furnace. And uh, as William. My third grader, third grader. Uh, so I didn't realize this, but evidently uh, Nebuchadnezzar has had the first library, kind of yeah. built the first. And so you kind of sense that he maybe had an appreciation for even the scribes, maybe the Jewish scribes, for the written mm-hmm. written history or written account. And um, yeah. Babylon is famous for that. The Hanging Gardens of Babylon, one of the eight uh, wonders of the ancient world. And their library was, I don't know if it was a part of the uh, the Eight Wonders uh, or not, but it was uh, fabulous. It, it's on a par with uh, later on with Alexander the Great's uh, library in Al- Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, on a par with that. So Nebuchadnezzar was, was uh, an itch, and he, you're right, is it, there's a section of scripture where it looks like, Maybe. you know, he, he becomes convinced uh, by Daniel's experience and, and these ch- the four uh, men in, in the furnace that he saw, the three, and then the, the fourth is like the Son of God, he Although said. I think that was under <clears throat> Darius. Okay. So Darius as well. <laughs> okay. Darius. Well, yeah, they all get somehow That's impacted right. by the life and the right. ministry of, of Daniel and these faithful godly exactly. men and women, exactly. Mordecai, That's Esther, right. and yeah. so on. Yeah. They're all a part of God using them in a, an astounding way to begin to prepare the world, uh, prepare his message of the true and living God, mm-hmm. to burst out of the, the confines of just you know, the small people group. Mm-hmm. And, and it already had in some measure. Uh, but the intent was it was to all the nations uh, of the right. world, always. And, and the godly and the most committed among the people of Israel knew that. They knew that their... Their role was much bigger than just mm-hmm. just them as a people group. Right. Uh, so the, God is preparing the terrain for for under the Messiah, mm-hmm. the 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 good news of the true living God in His redemptive plan explodes out of Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, as Jesus says in the Book of Acts, and, and across the Roman Empire and into today's world, where uh, we're very certainly. Very, very near the fulfillment of the Great Commission to every people group in all the world. There is a witness. There is a word. And uh, everyone knows someone who truly follows Jesus Christ. That's that's, that's the objective, the, the stated mission statement for Campus Crusade now, for CRU, is that we're laboring toward the day when every people group 
whether it's in the Amazon forest or one of the great empires, uh, Egypt or Iraq, who truly follows Christ, and that the gospel is preached and proclaimed around the world. And, of course, with the Internet now, that this is is happening, all of this. So, uh, but this, Daniel foresees that moment when it explodes out of, out, with the coming of the Messiah out of uh, Israel, out of Jerusalem, around the world. So he, uh, he serves for 70 years under Nebuchadnezzar, Belshazzar, Darius, Cyrus the Great, uh, uh, Cyrus the Persian. There was Cyrus the Great. Uh, it, it, it's a little, a little it's a little murky when you get into exactly because some of these were co-regencies, mm-hmm. some of them overlapped, mm-hmm. uh, and, and so we and have means in the Persians eventually yeah. became what a single the Medo-Persian, uh, the Medo-Persians. And, yeah, uh-huh. and so uh, yeah, so some even aren't necessarily positive that I think most. Uh, consider the Medes and the Persians the Medo one and so uh-huh. that fourth kingdom is Rome. Uh-huh. Um, but some say that those are separate actually and the Greeks were the last of the but mm-hmm. any, but yeah, so it yeah. gets a little and then and then of course you've got Cyrus the first and Cyrus the second. What what was that passage you you had a quote from Jerome, one of the early church fathers. Right. Uh and historians and a church father back in the beginning, he said something about the book of Daniel that... I shall simply repeat the view of each and leave it to the reader's judgment as to whose explanation ought to be followed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cop-out. Way back in, <laughs> back in those days even. I'm just kidding. And a cop-out, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I think I I just truthfully sometimes... Teasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, th- that's one of the the I think dangers of Daniel, uh, and when you take the book of Daniel and understand it, some yeah. people have a tendency. They have a a an end times view right. of the what's going to happen in terms of you know um, pre tribulation, mid trib, or post trib, mm-hmm. or. Uh, the the idea of the the thousand year reign mm-hmm. uh, that that is it before that or uh, you know that There's sort of thing of and there are, there are lots of different views and and some people try to impose their view right. on Daniel's um, message and on Daniel on the book of Daniel and you got to be careful not to do that uh, to be honest so you, you have to. The angel told Daniel, "This is for you." When he introduced him, told him why he was showing him these things. It's for your understanding. Mm-hmm. So it's not supposed to be confusing and convoluted. It's supposed to be clarifying and and contribute to our understanding. Even as it was, it was given to be understood, not mm-hmm. not to bring confusion. And so yeah, I love. We need to right, read honor that. that. Honor that, and that's the intent. That's the heart in which. Daniel prayed for these things, um, and I I think um, oh, yes. the Daniel chapter. That's one of 10, the highlights of the entire book it, is his it prayer. Is, it's it amazing. And, and then that chapter ten, when um, I've always I've always loved this. I remember last year <laughs> reading this. And oh, well, take being, your time. Don't read it real fast. Oh, no. well, well, it's beautiful. It is when um, let's see. It is is it Mike? It's Michael that comes to him. Is that mm-hmm. right? And um, well, it's it's a di- another angel comes, but oh, that's right. he says he was delayed when the moment you started praying, yes. I was sent. Uh, but the prince of Persia, he said, and speaking of pr- perhaps yes. a demonic influence or uh, Satan himself, 
interfered and, and, and until Michael, the warrior, came and... To give him aid. Uh-huh. And then that released him to be able to come to Daniel. But he and was respond a to Daniel, yes. yeah. He was a, d a delayed 21 days. Isn't that interesting? It yeah, moves. the it detail, says, mm -hmm. yeah. But um, I just love that he said the you know so he comes to him that other men were terrified they ran even though they didn't even see evidently the vision that who mm -hmm. was standing there Daniel's strength left me his face grew deathly pale I felt very weak then I heard the man speak and when I heard the sound of his voice I fainted and lay there with my face hands and knees and the man said to me Daniel. You are very precious to God, so listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up, for I have been sent to you. When he said this to me, I stood up, still trembling. And I love this part. This is. Then he said, Don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in answer to your prayer. But for 21 days, the spirit of the prince, the prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. And now I'm here with wow. you. But um, I just always, you, you know, Daniel, you get a, a sense of what Daniel's heart was for oh, understanding yes. and, and the humility with which he approached it. And he must have lived every day in a just... Not sure if he was going to live the next day. I mean, every day for seventy for years. For seventy years, <laughs> wondering, okay, I'm going to be thrown in a furnace. I'm going to be thrown to lions. I'm um, going to be, yeah. who knows? <clears throat> you know, just which, and uh, and so you know, there's a certain there's must be a place of humility when you're living your life like that. Just you're at the bottom of. It. I mean, anybody could. Well, not anybody, but I guess uh, the king or. Well, we can all be faithful where we are, mm -hmm. and we can all be God's people, praying, uh, serving at our level and in our place. That's that's the thing I I believe that I often think about when we go through the Bible like this. We tend to follow the King David, Solomon, mm -hmm. the the big name people, the Samuel, <laughs> the, the and, and that's a, and that's perfectly fine. They are highlighted, and we learn things from their lives both their failures and their successes, and, mm -hmm. and we can learn and profit from all of them. But I always think about the fact that when you, let's say you read a story about uh, David and Goliath, or you read about Daniel in, in the lion's den, and, uh, or the Hebrew uh, fellows here, we're telling their story, but, we're, but there are hundreds and thousands of just normal, just normal believers mm -hmm. out there. And and th there are no these folk are no it's not like they're great more greatly loved by God or more greatly it's just that their stories uh -huh. uh, God in His uh, sovereignty has chosen their stories are highlighted their uh -huh. experiences I always love and they them. and they explain things to us about right. for the rest of it right. but but each of us have our our calling, uh, and particularly now in, in, the, mm -hmm. in the church era, mm -hmm. uh, we are indwelt by God's Spirit from the time we give our lives to Christ. Uh, he, the paraclete comes alongside us to escort us to glory. And each of us have a, a circle of influence and potential that we, that we have. You know, maybe, I don't know, maybe mostly just our family and our, and our kind of group that we know and our friends. 
it may be a big, you know, who you meet and have the opportunity to influence thousands and thousands of people. Uh, a Billy Graham or others or Bill Briders. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we mm-hmm. all have that promise. And I, I think that's one thing we've got to take from the book of Daniel to be personalized and not just put him up on his throne that he's... Now, he is one of the few people in the scriptures That's right. that doesn't have to which uh, sin is never attributed. We're never mm-hmm. told. I, I don't think it means he never sinned, right. but <laughs> he never, it never points it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet, when you talk about his prayers here, mm-hmm. in the, he, his great prayer of confession of mm-hmm. sin, mm-hmm. he begins by confessing the sins of his nation, of the people of Israel, and he doesn't say they, mm-hmm. he says we. Right. And he assumes the sins and the failures of his own nation, of his people group, mm-hmm. which I think is, is so astounding. Mm-hmm. He himself was so courageous, and it doesn't seem like he ever compromised his faith, and and yet he assumed, he right. says we have yeah. failed and you. And he would probably we have the sinned. first to admit, I mean, even in this Daniel chapter 10 um, passage, his his fear I mean, you, we think of him as so courageous, and yet, I mean, you you do see actually he's he's afraid. Uh, when, uh, verse eighteen. Then the one who looked like a man touched me again, and I felt my strength returning. And it took it took the man saying to him, "Don't be afraid," he said, "for you are very precious to God. You are greatly he's loved." Being courageous. In other words, he says, "You are greatly loved." That is. Oh, my lands, yeah, the, the power of God's, the transcending even tonight, wherever you are in your car or in your home or at work or wherever, if we could only catch a vision and understand how much God loves you, mm-hmm. how much God, he knows about you personally, mm-hmm. everything about you, every strand of your DNA, and he loves you and delights in you and wants the very best for your life. He wants to... Uh, come redeem you and, and atone for your sins and forgive you and begin to work with you to bring out to the very best version of yourself, the, 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 the great, the perfect version of yourself and fill you with the character of his son, Jesus. I, I, and if we only could realize anyone to surrender their heart mm-hmm. to the Lord, it, that it's, it's his love that is so transforming and powerful. Mm-hmm. I always love that. What's the uh, the turn your eyes upon Jesus? The um, well, and and the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. And, glory and, and you grace. get kind of that sense from Daniel here. On one hand, he is in the middle of everything <laughs> as far as the powers of this world and the moving pieces and the chess pieces and who's on the throne and who's. I mean, he's just right in. And and so in, on one hand, the things of this world, if ever the things of this world could loom huge and large, you would think it would be in Daniel's life. But it, you kind of get this thing. He's got his eyes fixed on on God. On he's the got, Lord, he's on, actually he's got, got a bigger picture. He's got he? a bigger picture. And it's kind of like, well, yeah, these things will happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. These things. And, uh, yeah, and the they Babylonian do. Empire yeah, Babylonian Empire. And then it, you're going <laughs> to fall and one. here comes another group, the Amido <laughs> right, Persians. And, right. Uh, and it almost takes it somebody, though, to, you know, you're so heavenly. He's not not earthly good, though. He's very heavenly minded. And it helps, I think, probably, or frees him to have this perspective of the kingdoms falling and rising and falling uh, that 
that is, is a what's the word he's he's not um he's he's kind of a disinterested um yeah. he kind of sees it it seems like he's fa- he serves them mm-hmm. uh, uh, evidently he gave counsel and guidance that was and, and, and if we want to take a look at some of that we can see that in his visions remember that uh the the king had a, a dream one night and uh one of the interpretation of his dream and so he had his sorcerers his his wise men come and, and he pulled a fast one on them he didn't say here's what i dreamed tell me what the meaning is he Just he said you know anybody can do that you can make up a meaning i want you first demonstrate power and the truthful of of your vision that crazy oh we can't nobody can do that you know but they called on daniel and he actually he said daniel offered my god can do that and uh he told him what his dream was and he told him what it meant and and of course we see that several times remember the 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 handwriting on the wall uh who was that belshazzar Uh, that was belshazzar Uh uh-huh the night before, they were defeated by Darius. Uh, he, he comes. We'll talk about that one because it's interesting. He was found. He was remembered by the queen mother. And she was the one who told her son, you know, there was this guy. <laughs> he could read these dreams and things. And he, and so they brought Daniel in, and, and he, he did it again for sure. Well, well, these times just fly by. The book of Daniel is so full of interesting, inspiring, uplifting, and challenging uh, life of this man and challenging message uh, about us on planet Earth and for all of humanity. We'll come back and finish up our considerations. We have one more segment to go. You're very welcome to give us a call, 210-340-9585. If you'd like to participate or share some insider thought that you gain from the life and ministry of Daniel in our study tonight. So don't go away. The Bible Live will be right back. Perfect submission All is at rest I and my Savior I'm happy and blessed This is The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Watching and waiting, looking above, and lost in his love. Holiness is what I long for. Holiness is what I need. Holiness, holiness is what you. Listening to the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Listening to the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar, and the Bible Live is back. We're here for our final segment. We've been considering this week uh, in our Bible readings. We make our way through the entire Bible every year. We've now come down to 
uh, the books of Ezekiel and Daniel. When we, uh, as we complete Daniel, we've, we will complete Daniel tomorrow night, Monday evening. We'll finish up the last chapters of the book of Daniel, <clears throat> although we'll comment on those tonight. But then we'll go back to the, the New Testament and pick up there. We've finished the book of Hebrews in the New Testament. <clears throat> so we're going to pick up on James, um, James, 1st, 2nd Peter, 1st, 2nd and 3rd John, and Jude. So we'll pick up the, the smaller uh, letters that uh, that finish up the New Testament. We'll all the way up to the book of the Revelation. Then we'll go back and finish the um, minor prophets in the Hebrew Scriptures. And just in time for Halloween, we'll read and, and comment uh, on the book of the Revelation. Now, we say read. You can go to our website, thebiblelive.com. And there is a 15 to 20 minute reading from the scriptures every weeknight, uh, every weekday, Monday through Friday. And you can go to the website anytime during the day and click on that day's uh, reading. Uh, it, but there's a 15 to 20 minute reading from the scriptures every weekday. They're available to you. And then on Sundays is when we review the five readings of last week which I said we focused um, mainly on the book. We finished up the book of Ezekiel and mainly the book of Daniel. And uh, so we, we that's the way we make our way through the Bible every year. And I would welcome you to go to our website, hear the scriptures, go through them with us, <clears throat> make this journey with us. This will be our, we're finishing up our 21st time uh, through the scriptures for 21 years. And now, and then we'll start number 22 Somewhere around the first uh, week of November, I don't know exactly that Monday that we'll start, <clears throat> but we will finish up this year and start our 22nd time through the Scriptures. So anyway, right now we're in the book of Daniel. We're headed uh, then later to James and Peter and John and in the book of Jude in the New Testament. But let's consider our considerations um, well, the first six chapters tell his story. Uh, this young man is taken as a teenager out of his country, out away from his people. He's uh, he's very educated. He's very gifted uh, in, in, intellectually, uh, very solid in his faith. Uh, he resists every effort to to kind of remove from him his his faith. They renamed them. Um, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego are the Babylonian names of Hananiah, um, Azariah, and what's that middle one? I always um, um, Hananiah, Hananiah, Azariah, Mi- Mishael. Mishael. There you go. Thank you, honey. <laughs> Mishael and Azariah. I'm trying to remember their Hebrew names because uh, it, it was a Jewish friend of mine that reminded me. Don't remember them by their their. Babylonian name that was forced on them and that honors, you know, these false gods and so on. Uh, their names refer to the true and living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So I'm trying to remember them instead of Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, which we all remember more easily for some strange reason, uh, but as Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So, and then you have Daniel, who was uh, Belteshazzar, right? Was his name as well. All referring to um, pagan uh, false gods. And so, but Daniel resists that. He he stays on his diet, eating the foods that, that you know, that uh, he's familiar with instead of uh, going to the diet that was being forced upon them. And, and God 
faithfully responded each step of faith that Daniel took. Uh, you know, he didn't worship the false idol, but God closed the mouth of the uh, lions and and he came out of, and he had a tremendous impact on the emperor who had thrown him into the lion den, uh, who was partial to him, who admired him and appreciated him, but was forced by his own mandate, by his own law, to, well, I have to throw you to the lion, and, but, but God brought him through. And so how would, wow, <laughs> that must have had a great impact on, on these emperors and, and the, the, who the true and living God is. And so many of them made declarations after these experiences that said, well, I want you all to worship the God of <laughs> Daniel or the God right. of these three young men. And then he turned around and built a gold statue. Yeah, and then they, uh, yeah, they revert back to, uh, well, we've got to worship me along with all these things. Uh, it is always that, that human element, I guess. But then um, I don't know what you would point to. Uh, I've talked about the dream that that Daniel explained. He he not only interpreted the dream, but he told him what the dream was. And uh, and then we talk about the blazing furnace, that they refused to worship that gold statue. Uh, and he looks in, he says, I see four men, not just the three we put in there, but the fourth is likened to the Son of God, Is it said, a fourth man uh, that many think that... that the uh, a, a pre uh, um, incarnation uh, appearance of of the Son of God, you know that many think that that might have been what it was. Um, so then he he the dream is fulfilled, um, and and, and uh, Nebuchadnezzar praises God, and then we come some years later. Now many years later, King Belshazzar gave a great feast for 1,000 of his nobles, and he drank wine with them. And we've mentioned the fact that many of the, that was customary for these, particularly the uh, b- these Babylonian and then Persian rulers, what they would do is they would have these great feasts and parties for their leaders, for their political and particularly their military leaders, and they would have these great uh, parties. And sometimes last month, and uh, even uh, a year, and they would wine and dine and celebrate but also this was a time when they were uh they were forming their plans Mm -hmm. for battle what's what are we going to what nation are we going to take over next or what uh so they're they're doing all this planning and they're the fingers of a human hand appear uh whenever they they eat and drink from the um let me see it says here that the so they brought the gold cups taken from the temple, the house of God in Jerusalem, and the kings and his nobles, his wives and the concubines drank from them. While they drank, they pr- praised their idols made of gold, silver, bronze, wood, and stone. And because of that, uh, that you know, uh, insult to God and so on, God uh, appears and suddenly they the saw the fingers the of a human hand, the writing on the plaster wall of the palace near the lampstand. The king himself saw the hand and as it wrote and his face turned pale with fright. And it says, um, um, mm-hmm. uh, what are the words? I used to have it memorized. Ufarsin um, uh, uh, or something like that. You've been weighed in the balance and found wanting. Uh, but they call, 
no one could interpret the writing. Mm-hmm. And it, that's where it says, but when the queen mother heard what was happening, she hurried to the banquet hall and she said, Belshazzar, long live the king. Don't be so pale and frightened. There is a man in your kingdom who has within him the spirit of the holy gods. During Nebuchadnezzar's reign, this man was found to have insight, understanding, and wisdom like that of of the gods. Your predecessor, the king, your predecessor, Nebuchadnezzar, made him chief over all the magicians, enchanters, astrologers, and fortune tellers of Babylon. This man, Daniel, whom the Lord named Belteshazzar, has exceptional ability and is filled with divine knowledge and understanding. Uh, he can interpret dreams, explain riddles, and solve difficult problems. Call for Daniel, and he will tell you what the writing means. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the queen mom comes up, you know, older lady. Now, Daniel at this stage is probably around uh, 80 years of age okay. at this time. He's brought in, and he explains the writing. He does, and he tells him he's going to put the robes of, of he's going to make him, you know, honor him, give him a crown, put robes on him. And he uh, turns all of that down, <laughs> and he said, but I'll still tell you what uh, the, the dream means. He probably um, turned it down because of what the dream means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, let me he tell you the He knew that it wouldn't first. last much more <laughs> than a day right. anyway, right? Because that was, in fact, the next day was, was when Darius the Mede uh, found the way to uh, they, they, they what they did was they changed the um, the flow of the Euphrates River, which flowed through Babylon mm-hmm. and provided water. They blocked the flow and they diverted the flow of the Euphrates and then they Came used the gates the that the water flowed into the city. They entered the city through those gates that very night mm-hmm. and they uh, they killed they they, <laughs> you, you they killed uh, the Babylonian yeah. Empire, uh, the 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 emperor and the others, and so uh, uh, that's that's how it happened. And, and Daniel, Daniel's predictions, mm-hmm. for, basically came true. Now let's get to chapter nine real quick. This is a uh, a culminating vision. Daniel begins by praying for his people, and that prayer is just. Magnificent. Oh, Lord, you are a great and awesome God. You always fulfill your covenant and keep your promises of unfailing love to those who love you and obey your commands. But we have sinned. Notice he says we. He assumes the sin of his people, of his nation. We have sinned and done wrong. We have rebelled against you and scorned your commands and regulations. We have refused to listen to your servants, the prophets, who spoke on your authority to our kings and princes and ancestors and to all the people of the land. Lord, you are in the right, but as you see, our faces are covered with shame. This is true of all of us, including the people of Judah and Jerusalem and all Israel scattered near and far. Whenever you have driven us because of our dislo- where you have driven us because of our disloyalty to you. O Lord, we and our kings, princes, and ancestors are covered with shame because we have sinned against you. But the Lord our God is merciful and forgiving. One of the hallmarks and unique aspects of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he is a God who forgives. Uh, For we have not followed the instructions he gave to us through his servants and prophets. All Israel had disobeyed your instruction and carried and turned away, refusing to listen to the voice, to your voice. Uh, so now the solemn curses and judgments 
written in the law of Moses, the, the servant of God, have been poured out on us because of our sin. So he goes back in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. He knew about the, the books of the law, the books of Moses. He knew about the books of the, the, the kings and the prophets and the history. And, and he knew about Isaiah and Jeremiah and these prophecies that they wrote. Uh, he, he knew about Ezekiel. And, and Daniel had a full view uh, of God's purposes. And he knew that this, this punishment that came upon them was from God himself and serving the purposes of God. Uh, oh, God, hear your servants. Listen as I plead for your own sake, Lord. Smile again on your desolate sanctuary. And, and that's so interesting about his prayer is he prays. Yes, he's praying what he wants, but he's praying in line with right. the kingdom of God and God's honor and God's word and God's promises and God's redemptive plan. And and so he's he's praying back to God what God's revealed will is for himself. And that is the answer to, for us as believers today, uh, as you, the great prayer warriors, those who, the, who have labored long and trusted God and grown with the Lord and learned about God and what his purposes are and his ways. Mm -hmm. Those are the, those are the ones who, who, whom the Holy Spirit will speak and guide to pray God's perfect will back to him in given situations, whether large or small. And so that's what we all ought to be uh, hoping to learn and gather. It reminds me of Moses mm -hmm. and uh, exactly. mm -hmm, his relationship and when God wanted to destroy. And he says, no, no, reminds God yeah, of reminds his, God of his, of of his promises of, and his faithfulness. Mm -hmm. And so we, we, we need to do that. We, prayer is, uh, is not just asking. Prayer is one of the great mediums, means by which God uses to transform us and to teach us more about himself. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I take William, for example. Uh, I remember when he was a little boy, it didn't take him long to learn in our family, you know, grandma and grandpa and, and mommy and, and his daddy. And, and so it didn't take him long to, to learn who to ask for what. <laughs> you know, if he, if he wanted food, like, well, don't necessarily ask Grandpa. He, he so he, he go to Grandma or Mommy. <laughs> it, it, food. Not because you are not an excellent cook. But. <laughs> well, maybe he's learned a little bit now. But but he he went he knew to talk to them about because you make the ultimate decisions about right. who puts in it, what he puts in his mouth and his food. <laughs> and so go to Mom. And then when he wanted to talk about uh, uh, to play with, you know, if he if he wanted to talk uh, about. Uh, playing or going to the park or something yeah he could talk to grandpa if he grandpa was always up to go to the park or go yeah he, he'd always say yeah he, grandpa's always has time and do it but if he wanted to play you know some soccer or baseball or something daddy. don't talk to grandpa because he he tires out too quick you know ask daddy ask, ask his uncles uh, right. uncle scott uncle scott. so what i'm trying to say is that he his asking and getting responses from from his family was part of the educational process of learning what each mm -hmm. how learning to get about them, you know, what, about them. Mm -hmm. and and I think in in some ways that that's part of what prayer is. We learn about God and His ways and His priorities as we ask God for things, and the way He answers, uh, yes or no, or maybe later you know the timing of god mm -hmm. that we can learn things about god's priorities and purposes 
And and I I, I think that's an overlooked aspect of the benefit of mm-hmm. prayer. Mm-hmm. It's a really a, a great growth a part of our lives that we learn about God. Mm-hmm. And Daniel, of course, he reveals this awesome vision of God. And then you come to this famous chapter 9 after the, on the heels of that prayer. I went on praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people, pleading with the Lord my God for Jerusalem, his holy mountain. And as I was praying, Gabriel, whom I had seen in the earlier vision, came swiftly to me at the time of the evening sacrifice. He explained to me, I have come here to give you insight and understanding. The moment you began praying, a command was given, and now I'm here to tell you what was for, for you are very pre- for you are very precious to God. Listen carefully so that you can understand the meaning of your vision. So understand this isn't intended to be confusing and difficult. Uh, but he, a period of 70 sets of seven heptets, uh, 70 heptets are put before you, 70 weeks of seven. And this is that famous uh, passage. It has different several different interpretations people have looked at it differently it, it, but it, it's interesting like ezekiel before him daniel also mentioned specific dates right. you mentioned that one night that ezekiel is dis- different in that was it 13 or 18 times during his book he gives an exact date right. when things happen I and that's that. <laughs> historians that's very important to yes. them yes and it's bold yeah and, and bold because you, you start giving specifics and yeah, all of a sudden you're you're uh, subject to accountability. People will know whether or not you were telling the truth or not. So um, anyway, he he uh, gives his vision of these sixty nine weeks, and broadly this is interpreted as him telling exactly when the anointed one, when the Messiah is going to come. And if you work out the sixty nine sixty nine weeks, so I'm going to leave it to our listeners. You you can. Go to it. A good, a good commentary. There's several different views of what the 69 weeks uh, entail, uh, but that 69 times 7 is 483. And from the time of the issuing of the decree of Nehemiah, it's almost exactly 483 years before uh, Messiah. Messiah begins his ministry and, and goes to the cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same thing, actually, if you take the decree from the time of of um, uh, the issuing of the decree of Cyrus, there is there is still a uh, a way to put that it, it lines up in some way with the time and the ministry of Jesus um, when the Messiah came. So he talks about this is this is the time of the Anointed One, the Messiah, when he will come. And uh, some have even tracked it down to the day. Uh, some track it down to the day of his baptism with John the Baptist. Some track it down to the day of the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And they, you know, they, they do the adjustments of times and years from one calendar uh, to the next and so on. So it's just an amazing, remarkable um, finish to his uh, prophecies of, of the coming empire's whether it was Babylon, whether it was the Medo-Persians, whether it was Alexander the Great, or or the Roman Empire, the rise of the Roman Empire, and so on, or the times of silence in between. Uh, Daniel lays out the history for the next four to 500 years. Uh, amazing, um, amazing thing uh, mm-hmm. to see. That's why a lot of people, many critics, uh, critique and reject uh, Daniel, its historicity, 
simply because a priori they resist, reject the idea that people could, that anybody could tell the future. But that is a characteristic of God and his prophets. Uh, he even announced it at the time. What, who can tell the future? Uh, my prophets. Uh, that, that's one of the hallmarks of their, that, that establishes the fact that their message was from God. And uh, Daniel does it here in just a magnificent, uh, awesome way. Finish up, Stacy. Take it off from there. And what about Daniel and his life? And what about is it the the great, vast vision and global vision, or is it the personal right. commitment and, and integrity? Well, sure. I think I, I mean for for me, it's the humility that he shows, mm-hmm. and the humble. At the same time, he was um, he was definitely put in a position, in a humble position. I mean, he's captive, and his life is every day on the line and probably doesn't feel like it's his own. And, uh, and I think it, um, you know, to not cling, to hold too tightly to the things of this, to the things of this world and the things of this earth. Um, he had friendships, uh, but he didn't have a family really. I mean, he didn't, I, that we know of, no wife, no kids, no, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of, interesting to me um sort of a lonely figure and yet so clearly loved i bet he never dreamed as a kid that he was going to grow up and be the advisor to emperors yes god would show him i mean i love the the prayer get the feeling that all he really wanted to do was just sit and pray (laughs) (laughs) and um Anyway, well, we uh, invite you to come back next week. Um, Next Sunday night. Yeah, we'll see you. Have a good week. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping restore the Bible to our culture. Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box 18888. San Antonio, Texas, 78218. Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 9.30 on this great station. Then join Soapy every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The The Bible Bible Live Live Quiz Show. Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Soapy and The Bible Live broadcast. You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible donations to help minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire Bible every year to America and the world. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.